Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ah, uh, hello, golf friends. Um, quick word of warning before we get into today's episode of the podcast. Me and Tom had major like major internet issues throughout the whole of rec- the recording of this show. So much so that at one point the lag was so bad, um, I would finish a sentence and have to wait maybe seven seconds for Tom to hear what I said. A little bit like when you used to do phone calls to a family in Australia and there was almost like a comically big delay. We were dealing with that. So, uh, do you know what? Actually listening to the episode, I don't think you can really tell until right at the end and then everything sort of falls apart. Uh, so you can notice that this episode is a little bit shorter than the other ones just because by the end it was all too much and I had to go and do a live radio show which grabbed my attention so sorry normal procedure returns next week and I actually I think we're going to start recording these visually so you can see the lovely old facial expressions Tom and I make so apologies in advance if it's all a little bit weird at the end and we end quite quickly it's just because it, it all fallen apart for us but I think I've managed to get most of the big delay out of it so you might not even be able to tell anyway should we do a podcast oh sit yourself down put your feet up on the side of the table and I don't think that's a sentence. And get ready for another episode of Golf is Ruined of My Life with Tom Green and Tom Price. I feel like I need this episode today uh, more than any episode of Golf is Ruined of My Life than I have in the last few weeks. I feel like. Are you okay? Are you not okay today, are you? Just got a series of things, mate. And it's all. I could go on about them, but it would waste time when we could be talking about golf. And it's fine. It's all. Nothing's life threatening. Just blood pressure raising and I need our little oasis of golf chat to forget about the other shit for 30 glorious minutes mm. so what is it work stuff family stuff what is going on very quickly <laughs> the radio DJ and you um, it is uh, a variety of things right so first of all my mum seems a bit poorly at the moment so that's rubbish um, we're, we're trying to do it my wife and I are trying to um, do a thing we're trying to get a business thing and the loan has just fallen through because of the interest oh, rates going mental so that's helpful yeah, yeah, thanks yeah, yeah. thanks Quasi yeah. um, and someone has just taken to me saying they're about to start making a show which is exactly the same as my other podcast my mate bought a toaster where i go through people's ah, yeah, amazon good, purchase histories good, 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 good. and that person is really famous and if they do it they're gonna it's gonna completely obliterate my other podcast all these things are fine all these things will be sorted out relax tom that's what i'm saying to you and myself <laughs> golf is more important than any of those things it's good when you've got all that stress in your life that right now we need to prioritize <laughs> half an hour to talk about a sport we're not professionals in <laughs> But this is, you know, this is why I think that's the thing about golf. I think, I don't know, I'm not a uh, good footballer or anything else, right? But when they have those things and they enjoy their football and do Sunday league and stuff, that's great. And I'm sure it occupies a large space of their brain. But there's something unique about the way golf lives rent free in my head, as if I'm I'm on tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take it that serious. Yeah, but it's, I wouldn't say, I mean, I do take it far too seriously, but it's not a serious thing. It's just a passion thing. It's like, this is my job and everything else in my life, including my family, including my ill mother. They're mm. all secondary when it comes to how am I hitting that driver at the moment? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, which is funny because I'm sort of, I had a bit of a breakthrough on Saturday. So not the Saturday that's just gone, the Saturday previous. Okay, go on. 
um, because I've been wiped out now for a week with um, your friend of mine, COVID. Oh, did you get the 19 one? Yeah, old school, right? Oh. Two years late, finally it got me. Sheesh, dude, you okay? Yeah, fine. So since last Sunday, so a week and a bit, <clears throat> I couldn't taste anything. I felt very flu-like. It wasn't bad. It was just like a bad flu, but it really, it zapped my energy. And then me not being able to taste anything after like three days wasn't funny anymore. No. It was just depressing. Mm. No, I think I still would have found it funny, to be fair. But also, there is a panic, isn't there, with COVID that you're going to get the long COVID or you're going to get the thing where you don't taste properly for like a year, which a lot of people have got. So that's quite scary. Yeah, that was my thing. After So I stopped being able to taste on Monday, and when it was Saturday, so almost a week later, and it was like someone had switched something off yeah, in me, yeah, yeah. and I couldn't taste anything, yeah. it was like, what is going on? And you, I know this is crazy, and it doesn't sound like a big deal losing your taste, but so much of what you do or certainly what I do in life is eating and drinking and like you, you go for a dog walk so you get a coffee and a pastry you can't taste that so mm. you don't want that then you go to the pub afterwards for lunch where you can't taste any of those things mm. and then on the weekend maybe you want a takeaway you can't t- taste that yeah. so all those things you, you don't want to do anymore because what's the point of spending money yeah completely It's a, I knew someone years ago who lost their sense of uh, smell and taste and he's had to have a lot he still lost it you know he hit his head it was one of those ones and yeah. he's had a lot of therapy for it because it's really serious i'm conscious that we need to re- we need to come back to golf. so so golf right is what is has acted as a balm for this have you got out to play golf during covid or have you been watching all the golf on telly during covid no so what happened was i i had a breakthrough before the covid hit so on saturday so last saturday mm. i just had the perfect saturday it was, and it really showed me the importance of golf outside of chasing a chasing a number and really caring about your score and improvement and whatever. I played in the the October medal, so this must have been like the first of October, almost ten eleven days ago now. Yeah. I played in the October medal on a Saturday with one of my best mates, Chris, and I shot sixteen over, which is totally totally acceptable, yeah, of course, right? Of course it is. Because I, I cast my mind back two years ago when I was off eighteen. I would have killed to rock up without any practice on the October medal and shoot 16 over, and, right? And 16 over when you're going at, what, when you're playing at 60 or 70% of what you can do? Yeah, of course. Like, I'm not practicing. I just went out there and I just hit some balls and then played around a golf. And I just really enjoyed it. And then I went to the pub afterwards and had some beers and got a bit drunk and then had a takeaway. And it really showed me what the meaning of golf outside of getting bogged down with why can't I hit that driver or why have I thinned that four iron like mm. for so many of us it doesn't need to be that it just needs to be that thing on a Saturday that gets you and your mates together mm. for something to do which then leads to beers and pubs and, and chats and, and I think you it, can have your golf cake tasteless cake and eat it you can still do that and be cash and enjoy it but it can still occupy a lovely slice of your brain as well you can do both you can kind of yeah, yeah, I have this totally can you know uh, can I just read out uh, listeners the whatsapp messages I got from Tom Green on that day. Here we are. These are all ah, yes. these are all separate messages. I said, "How was uh, how was golf today? Was beautiful. I'm now in the pub drunk, and you know what? It's perfect. Golf on a sat, beers and then takeaway. That's it. That's the secret, and it's perfect. That's poetry. That is poetry, Tom. Yeah, 
And I mean every single word of that. <laughs> it was just one of those perfect Saturdays oh. where we, we had a lovely round of golf and it just all of a sudden you find little clicks in your life and you go, this is me. This is what I want. Yeah. I, played, I played very average golf, went to the pub, got sat in a little corner away from everyone, got the dartboard going and was just going through Guinnesses while throwing darts at a board, <sighs> chatting rubbish with my mate. I'm like, this is, this is it. This is it, man. This is all you could ever want. It's all, why, why would you want anything else? Just the sheer joy of, of smacking balls and then throwing things. We, we are cavemen. We are cavemen. Just throw any sort of element of sport that doesn't involve me getting out of breath and I'm I'm into it. Yeah. I'm really... It's just my competitive <laughs> side. I just really like it. And it's just reignited something. I'm back on Golf YouTube. Oh, that's a good I watched all the um, the Spanish Open this weekend, which John Rahm won. John I'm just Rahm. It, There's something about this period which lights a fire in my golf and it seems counterintuitive because it's the end of the season. Yes. But there is something about this bit of the year that gets me going. I can, I can only... I say this every year autumn best golf of the year I absolutely love autumn because yeah. often you've played in the summer I find it too hot especially the summer was a bit too hot at times um, it also the, go- the golf ball especially during the drought it pinballs around a lot and you forget mm. that you hit an okay drive get a bad bounce and you're in the crap so that gets turned down a bit these days we get slightly milder autumns so it's beautiful uh, the green takes a ball I love autumn golf it's just perfect at the moment which is why i'm so frustrated that i haven't played for two weeks and i've got some thumb pain which is stressing me out i know mate it's a break it's an old break it's a skiing injury from 10 years ago and i think it's getting a bit arthritic i'm worried about it because it this this slightly different swing that i'm doing at the moment puts a tiny bit of pressure every time i strike the ball on that point on my thumb and it's agitating it and i'm playing i would say 90 percent better golf than i have for the rest of my life but it hurts so play through the Ah. pain do we yeah, of course you do. Just double down. Take a paracetamol and keep going. You can't get an, let an injury take over your life. No, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I've got a lot of those at the moment. I've got, listen to this, right? This is what happens, mate, because you're obviously, you're a golfer in your 20s. When you're a golfer in your 40s, three guys I've been playing golf with recently, Darren, Malcolm, Jimmy. Darren broke on a rib playing football. Malcolm in, infected tendon on his trigger finger from playing too much ah. golf. Uh-huh. Jimmy bone spurs on his elbow from doing weights when he was trying to pull women 10 years ago. He's obviously given Legend. up now. So they're, and they're all off games. They're genuinely all off games. So I am casting the net far and wide. I'm pretty much playing golf with my dog at the moment. I'm so desperate. <laughs> so you've not played. You've been out of the game for two weeks. You've not even struck a ball or done anything. Well, so I had a lovely time on Saturday, actually. I went up and I felt bad because you were supposed to play, be playing in the medal on Saturday, weren't you? Or not the medal. You were supposed to be playing on Saturday but then you had the two lines on the test, right? Yeah, I'd taken a tea time, and you know what? At that stage, I probably could have got out and played, but I still felt a bit rubbish, and I couldn't taste anything. Yeah. And everyone kept saying to me with COVID, the less you do, the better, so I sat out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wise, that's wise. Um, so I was expecting to see you, actually, and have a rant up at the golf club on Saturday, because I, ha- I go up every Saturday to take my boy, don't I, for his golf lessons. And his, of course. And he had it, do you know what he had on Saturday afternoon? A round of golf? His first ever match. Oh, fantastic! It's f- Against who? Who is what? Is this part of the the golf club, like a junior yeah. junior roll up something? Yeah, it's called the Gro- the Croft Cup, and um, it's it's match play. And uh, for all these kids who are sort of nine, ten, eleven, twelve, it was their first ever match play, um, and uh, it was hilarious. My son's handicap. Guess what, mate? Guess what? <laughs> Go on. Fifty four. <laughs> 
That is quite high. You never, when we were junior golfers, you never used to be able to go that high. Fifty-four is is a big old, big old number. Fifty-four. I think ours was forty-five. I think I could get to. I think I might have started at thirty-six or forty-five. Um, and uh, he, I mean, he, he won. He won. He played um, a lovely girl, and uh, he won uh, four and three, and he won by thinning a chip into the hole on the par five yeah, uh, sixth fifth or sixth and that's the sport welcome to yeah, it exactly thinned it in um couldn't believe it jumping up and down the girl burst into tears oh no oh, no she didn't yeah it was really bad because oh, oh was her was oh, did she have her dad there or something yeah oh god yeah yeah oh he was parental supervision the whole way and it was fine but to be fair the dad lovely guy didn't have to get in her ear hole though Oh, dude, 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 shush, 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 just be quiet. Yeah, g- come on, get some lag in your swing. Yeah. What are you doing, you idiot? Think, think about your wrists. Get your, get your, yeah. Uh, he wasn't too bad, but there was a lot going on up there with parents, dads standing next to, always dads, standing next to their kids hitting balls. And after every single ball, they go, yeah, what you've got to do, yeah, the thing is, right. You think, and I remember from this podcast, mate, from this, do you remember we spoke to the pro? Who is your man? The pro we had on very early on on the on the show. Yeah, James Robinson. Yeah, European tour player played in the Open. Yeah, good at golf. Um, that's the one. And we said to Jay, we I said to James teaching the kids, and he said you got to tell them to turn their back to the target, and that's about it. And I've I've stuck. I really have a lot to thank James for because he's my boy's getting okay at this now. And he's at fifty four, but he's got a very empty head. I go out there and I'm like, swing slow, back to the target forget about everything else and it's working it's working yeah the thing is with this is i uh, uh, what i've realized about golf far too late in my life and i never had this as a junior because i never took it anywhere serious enough it's this game is 90 percent feel so if you can just encourage your kids to play and enjoy it then feel will come i watched an amazing video with tiger woods yesterday talking about he was chipping in a 90 yard chip and he was said it's about 90 yards so for me he's like i can hit my 60 around that no it was a 70 yard shot and his 60 goes 90 yards so he was like i'm just gonna feel it out he said i don't do the clock system i don't do a percentage system i just know what 60 yards feels like with this club and I mean, it was the coolest thing. I, him talking through this chip was just unlike anything you've ever seen. He was like, okay, so I can either hit a cut or I can hit a draw. I don't want to land it on there. There's no trouble there. It's going to release down here. I want to think where my next put's going to be. It was oh just, it was is, the, the level oh. of thinking was insane. The next levelness of, um, and this is, you know, you're getting good when you hit a shot and you plan the putt. You think I want the uphill putt yeah. there, so you think I want yeah, that bit of the green. That's unbelievable. That's not something I do, and maybe I'm not. I don't quite believe I'm good enough to do that. But that is unbelievable. Christ. I mean, I'm still at the stage with 100 yards in. I'm like, get this mother on the green. That's all I care well, about. You know and I think that a lot of golfers can relate to that, which is get it on the green. Maybe at least get it in the right quarter where the flag is. But more importantly, get it on the green. Well, here's a thought. Here's a, ni- a nice swing thought for you. Says the man who says keep all your swing thoughts clear and just get you back to the target yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and this is part of decade golf which we've talked about before see above um there's there's this school of thought with decade golf where no matter your handicap or ability when you're firing it out the green choose the blade of grass you want it to land on go in visualize that shot and choose exactly wow. where you want it to land because i'm like you i'm like i'll splash it on the green but recently i've been playing better and i have started to go actually that bit of the green please and trying to hit those bits and obviously you don't but to have that aim, that target 
precisely. It's like when you go to the range, you just start spraying it everywhere. You've got to mm. be very precise about where you want that ball to go. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's a level of thought I previously haven't really put into it, but it's um, watching Tiger talk about how he chips into a green was just... It really showed the level, but it also showed how important feel is. So going back to the point is don't overwhelm people with swing thoughts and ideas. Let them discover the feel. And I think that will help more than anything. Yes. It's all about the feel, mate. It's all about the feel. Um, I've got a feel link that there's some ads coming now. Did you like that? Was that, how was that as a thing? Yeah, no, that's awful, but we'll have ads anyway. Okay, ads. Oh, welcome back. What a lovely advert that was. It's another episode <laughs> of um, Golf is Ruining My Life. Did you watch any of the um, Spanish uh, Spanish Open, Tom? Did you, are you across this? No, no. I was COVID-free, so I'm, I'm interested to hear how it went. There were some good names on the leaderboard, right? Yeah, some really cool names on the leaderboard. It's like anything with this sport. When you sort of reconnect with it and really start reading again and listening, you can. it's the mm. stories that get you. And it's, I, I, I'm such a strong believer that stories or what drive a sport and that's what creates hype I can't that's what I never got into football is it, I never really got the stories of it but when you when you get the stories of golf it grabs you so obviously Spanish Open um, uh, John Rahm's home open has won it I think twice in the past and it's all about he's just trying to create the legacy Seve had that's all he's trying to do is is become the next Seve mm. and it looks like he was really doing that the fans were completely behind him from Thursday and he was oh. gunning from it from Thursday but there was loads of great yeah. names there. So there was John Rahm playing well, a player I really love thanks to watching him on the Rick Shields videos. Uh, a guy called Minwoo Lee was playing amazingly, who's this uh, young uh, yes. Aussie bloke who's a great... He's all over my socials now because my, my Twitter is basically tuned into Golf FM and I see him all the time. Yes. They love him on the old golf socials. Yeah, Minwoo Lee's really cool. And he's got a lot of chat and he's young and he's cool. So he was doing bits. Mm. Eddie Pepperell uh, was doing all right as oh, well. Tommy legends, Fleetwood was legends. didn't play very well, but was um, was there, and it was just nice to see John and Minwoo Lee going head to head on that final eighteen. Min just couldn't keep up with it, and John, I mean, John Bate nearly had an albatross. <sighs> what? Hang on, so that's like a two on a five, two on a par five. Yes, yeah. so we smacked this drive down the left hand side and had a low drawing seven iron, and he just smacked this thing two hundred yards oh. seven iron, and it it uh, it hit the flag two hundred yard seven iron. Yeah, it was bonkers. And it was it was one of those ones, it wasn't travelling at a million miles an hour. I thought it was in. <clears throat> it was just hit the side of the flag as opposed to dead centre of the flag. If it had been oh. half a ball to the left, it would have dropped for an albatross. Now, how many times do you think pros get albatrosses? Because obviously holes in ones, uh, that's a technically an eagle anyway. And that, that happens to pros quite a lot, relatively speaking. But albatrosses yeah. must be... I mean, must be hen's teeth, right? I mean, I've watched a lot of live golf over the last four years and I've never <laughs> seen, I've never seen an albatross. I don't think, I've never even seen a near albatross. Can you, I've hold out once. I've hold out with a, with a wedge. So I've got a two on a four once. Yeah, for an eagle. For an eagle, mate. But that's cheeky eagle. But still, it was very exciting. I did lots of jumping around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, e was, e eagles yeah. are great, but eagles you, eagles you see on par fives. Like If you play with a pro, them getting a mm. three on a par five isn't oh, unheard nothing. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a big deal at all. What's the most you've ever celebrated on a golf course? What is the, what is the kind of most high-pressure, punching-the-air, my-god-life-is-good moment you've had? Uh, it's probably the 17th at JCB. It really is. 
Oh, nice. Just nice. getting it the over, the, over the water. Yeah, over the water was, was such a moment. Um, it, it wasn't the best shot in the world. It landed in the bunker and then scrambled it up and down for a par to win. But it was just, it was the fact I cleared the water was the thing for me. Oh, I think mine what about was you? the 18th. You got one. What? I think mine was probably the 18th the other day when I was at Cruise Hill and I got my two over. Have I mentioned my two over? Have I mentioned that? Have I brought that up in... Yeah, is that You've actually mine? been more quiet about it than I thought you were going to be. I, I'm... I, listen, mate, it's because we haven't played. I, when I got my four over and we were playing a lot together, I mentioned it at least once a whole. But usually yeah, in a yeah. trying to be conversational. When I got my four over, Tom, I just felt... I mean, God help you. No, the two over, when we actually play together, I will mention it all the time, the the 18th hole, I'd hit an absolute... I'd strike the drive and I had a pitching wedge in, 120 yards, and I was shaking because I was two over par. I was physically shaking because I'd blown up before. I Many, many times I've, I've been one or two over come 15, 16, and I've blown up and walked off with a five or six over. Literally, for, like, there's probably five or six times I've done that. And I was so scared I was going to do that again. I was physically shaking and I hit the best pitching wedge of my life and I hit it to five feet and just missed yeah, the birdie part. And I was, pr- I threw my club on the floor and I was doing b- double fist punches like, because I knew I had a two putt. I knew I had two over then. I knew I was going to two putt it in. Uh, and that was unreal. And because I've had such a crap summer with my golf, I've not played well. And that moment when the golfing gods, when the clouds part and the golfing gods go, here you are. Here's an injection of golfing vitamin D. And that's mm. it then. You're back in. That's, the, you know, I've basically just re-signed a golfing contract with the gods for another 30 years, basically. And with that shot, so a pitchy wedge, what, like 110 in? No, 120. So so my gap wedge is 100 now, 110. And my pitching wedge, with a three-quarter swing, I never do a full swing with the pitching wedge. Um, my pitching wedge is now 120, 125. Um, and, and you know what? You know what, mate? It's all thanks to the telescope. It's That round is all thanks to the telescope. Get a telescope, everyone. Yeah. I know they're not called telescopes, so I don't know what they're called, but you know what I mean. A rangefinder. Thank you. (laughs) You're the only person I've ever heard refer to them as telescopes before, and I find it weird every time. And I do have to dress as Napoleon when I use it. Um, But it has revolutionised my game. To to, to look at a shot and go, oh, that's 168. Oh, I know what that is. That's 7-iron. And then commit to a 7-iron rather than feeling it out and and, uh, getting those wrong. I just don't get those wrong anymore. And it has changed everything honestly they're amazing and they're always in amazon prime days whenever there's an amazon prime day which is probably one or a black friday vibe coming up soon they're always cheap then i also think they're really prominent from under 100 yards in because when you get down to that 100 yards and in stage there's a big difference between 160 you know what i mean under yes. for me under 40 is all about all about the same anyway but between 40 and 100 there's probably three clubs i could take there and yes, yes, exactly. knowing that exact number is so important with deciding what you're going to do. Oh, my God. Yes, when I see 100 yards on the nose, I'm like, I know that exact swing. I know to, to the to the freckle on my arm being just under my left eye there at the top of the swing. Like, I know it to an exact thing. So I just, I just hit that shot. And then I've started hitting yeah. these crazy wedges that go super close. And it's not massively through my amazing skill. It's really through knowing, through the knowledge that the telescope rangefinder uh, gives you. I, I haven't got... Have you got slope on yours? Yeah, it's got slope. I bought the slightly more expensive one. Get the, You need to have the slope. That's the, It's all about the slope. Yeah, so I I blagged mine, and I've got one of the really... I've got a... Um, a is it a Bush... I want to say... Is, is it Bushman? Bushmills? I think Bushmills yeah, is a whiskey. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's one of them, but it doesn't have it doesn't have slope on, which is good because you're not allowed to use slope in competitions anyway. But oh my god, that, what I did? What? Hang on, 
You're not allowed to use sloping competitions? No, 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 definitely <gasps> not, no. You have to switch it off. Hang on. Mate, I used it in um, uh, in the, uh, I mean, I didn't qualify anyway, but in the club champs. Yeah, no, you're not allowed to use slope. You have to turn that setting off. Oh, my days. I did not know that. Oh, you, che- you cheated. Did you cheat? I cheated. You a cheater. But also, am I allowed to use it when I'm putting a card in? Am I allowed to use it on my two over? Oh, my God, Tom, is my two over defunct? <laughs> That's actually a really good point that I don't know the answer to. Shit. Um, in competition play, you're definitely not allowed to use the slope setting because it's it's a techn- it's a technological advantage that not everyone has. And I get the whole you not everyone has a rangefinder, but if you really wanted to, you could work out the yardage, even if you didn't have a rangefinder. But the slope is a that's far more technological so from my understanding is you couldn't have that in in competition play because you know if you've got a mass if you're it re- i didn't have one but sam found it really helpful and i got all of the numbers off him when we played at jcb because there's a lot of inclines yeah. and declines when it comes to yeah. par threes so it goes oh it's 200 but it's playing 160 it's like oh of course fine. okay cool that makes all the difference oh my god yeah that knowledge is absolutely vital well maybe oh my god tom am i donald trump <laughs> talking about trump i've got something Oh, what? What is it? It's not a MAGA hat, a MAGA hat, because I told you not to wear those. Hold on. So this is Donald Trump talking about golf. I've not actually found the exact moment in the video yet, so I'm just trying to scroll through and find it because it is absolutely bonkers. Why has this person uploaded so many videos to TikTok? <laughs> we need to. What we need to do, Tombo, is get a golf. Is do a golf TikTok account for golf through my life. I would love that more than anything. And, and we'll just park. Do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna insert the clip here, which means you won't be able to hear it. But Thank I'll you. do it in the edit. It's your handicap right now in golf. So I'm a big time golfer. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, I've been a very successful golfer over the years. You oh, know, yeah. I don't play as much as you really should play if you want to become top top. But I've been a very successful. I've won many, many club championships, which is hard to do. That's yeah. our major. I seen you yeah. at a driver, and uh, you said Biden couldn't hit it like that. <laughs> well, that I can tell you. <laughs> that I guarantee you. Biden probably hits his driver like 120. Well, they asked Gary oh Player the other night. They yeah. said, who's the best player? How many presidents have you played with? He said, I played with seven. Who's the best player? Trump by far. He said, he's at least 20 or 25 strokes better than anybody else. Really? And really? I said, Gary, isn't it more than that? <laughs> but that's a, big, that's a big statement. But Gary Player is uh, a great legendary golfer, as you know. But they you, asked him that question, and he said, yeah. "Trump by far." Are you like a shit talker on the golf course? You try and get no, heads? no, no. You got to get the you got to get the job done. Yeah, you just got to get the job. So you just execute. You can talk, yeah, and then you can miss the putt, and all the talk is no good. In fact, it yeah. hits you. So you still got to get the job done, right? Yeah. <laughs> can you believe that? <laughs> yes, I can from him. Yes, yes. No, you can actually. I mean, who is the he major played, player? He played in one of the live events this year, and there's an amazing video of him and him hitting a three wood off the deck of Dustin Johnson, uh, not Dustin Johnson, Bryce DeChambeau, sort of sniggering because it was such a mental swing. <laughs> he would be the best golf president. I mean, what would golf? What would the golf landscape look like if uh, Donald Trump was in charge of it? That is, I mean, I'd be able to cheat, Tombo. So my. Uh, yeah, you your know. slope setting would be on. Let's just put it that way. 
Um, listen, now, Tom, we're going to... at this stage, yes. we... we no- mm. Yes, yes. I mean, normally this is a half-an-hour podcast, but we're having major internet issues on the show today. <sighs> so I think oh. if we wrap it here and we promise a better one next time... Always promising better next time, mate. Story of my life. Oh, okay. very good. We'll be better. We promise to be better next time. As always, give us a subscribe, comment down below, all that sort of good stuff. And although today was shambolic, we will do better next time. Promise. Absolutely promise. Thanks for listening, guys. See you soon. Bye. Love you, bye.